health and medical issues are major news stories every day, but often they can be somewhat confusing. We regularly invite Monona Russell to be on our show to learn more about these issues and how they affect all of us who live in this area. She's the president and founder of Arts, Crafts, and Theater Safety, the health and safety officer for local H29 of IATSE, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, and the author of Pick Your Poison, How Our Mad Dash to Chemical Utopia is Making Lab Rats of Us All, is published by Wiley. Welcome back to our show, Monona. Nice to be here. Don't health services all agree that there's a nationwide increase in COVID uh, infectivity and hospitalizations and a, and a oh, small, ab- yeah, a small increase in the yeah. deaths? Um, I don't know of anyone who's disagreeing with that. It's it's a countrywide. Uh, there's a few pockets that haven't had um, uh, increases yet, but most most areas of the country are seeing an increase anywhere from 20% to even double. So will this be a, a, another wave? Well, it looks like it could be, you know, and, and and the experts are, you know, always divided on on these things, but it looks like we're we're starting uh, uh, some kind of wave. Aren't we still learning things about star covid 2? Uh, is the new information uh, coming from studies of people who have been infected? Oh boy, yes. It's it's quite amazing the amount of research that just keeps coming. I thought it would slow down when the, when the pandemic ended, but it's just uh, a steady flow of of information from all over. Um there's two variants right now that are new that they're studying. Um one of them is the EG5, which is now dominant in this country. And the other one is, we don't see it over here yet, uh, it's BA 2.86. But the World Health Organization says that that one has over 30 different mutations. Huh. And the reason that's important is they say that if you've already had COVID or you are vaccinated, it this this virus is probably going to get around the antibodies that you have because it's so unlike the, the, the previous versions. So they're, they're telling all health services to watch for this, this new variant. A couple, just a few in the United States. I, I guess three so far have been reported. Yeah, that's right. Is and, it, and I don't know why people don't like to get uh, onto the CDC site and look at the different um of variants and the the color charts that they have they're quite interesting and, and you know, like in may uh xb 1.5 was 60% of the cases that they were recording and now it's down to 4.7 because uh the the new uh, ba5 has taken over and is about 20 and a half percent so, I mean, you can see these changes occur every week, and uh, there are 29 horses in this race, so that you, each one with its own color. I, I don't know why somebody hasn't made book on it, you know, taking bets. Is there new information about how long the virus stays in our bodies after infection? Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Um there's uh, been a bunch of studies in uh, 2022 and now some new ones 
Uh, it can stay uh, in the in the body for long periods of time. We thought it was just like a week or two after you uh, were were symptomatic, and then it would be gone. <clears throat> but they've got people showing the virus and still shedding it at 230 days at um, um, 110, 185 days. Hmm. And, and in the body, when they do autopsies, they're still finding active virus in various organs, including the brain, um, uh, long after the, the person, uh, well, the person has had the disease, they've actually died from it in these autopsy cases. But if they uh, haven't died from it, is it is some of it still stays in our body? That's what they assume from what they're seeing in the autopsies. And um, there's even some people who are thinking that this one may stay in the brain and spinal cord, uh, similar to what chickenpox does and causing shingles. There may be some long-term effects. Um, that's not too well established, but there are people who are looking at that as a possibility. So uh, what about precautions like mask and ventilation? Do they work in the, in with these new variants? Well, yeah, the, all of them will work for those. I mean, because they're all airborne. That's 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 the one thing that is the same in all of them is how they are transmitted. So the precautions that we learn to do, the masking, the distancing, the good ventilation, all of those are going to work because what it is, it's, it's, it's in a small particle in the air and we know how to filter those particles out. We know how to replace them with good air. This is not rocket science. This part of it is really well understood. The problem is that people don't want to spend the money to upgrade their ventilation. They don't want to put in better filters. They don't want to wear masks because they think it's encumbering or some kind of authoritarianism is <laughs> behind it all. And so the precautions just don't get done very often. And that's why we keep seeing new waves, because there's no attempt to keep keep the virus from promulgating. Well, anti-maskers may call it COVID authoritarianism, but don't health departments and government organizations have a right to mandate, to mandate what they believe will protect people from danger? How come Absolutely. that isn't, how come that isn't an effect? Cause I have to tell you, when I'm on the subway, only a small percentage of my fellow right. passengers are wearing masks. Yeah, and, 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 and the CDC has literally bowed down to the fact that people resent, um, this, um, uh, mandating of precautions. And so they don't do it even when they all know better. Um, the best state, I think, to see how well it can work is California. Um, their health department, um, has the right to, to, to shut down any location or to require precautions. Um, for example, if you're an employer in California, uh, you report your COVID cases. And if you have an outbreak, um, you have to then mask up or do some kind of precautions. They'll dictate what it, what, what they think you need. Um, the, the best example is Lionsgate, which is a studio and it's in my, uh, area of interest mm -hmm. because it's a film studio. And um, they recently had an outbreak on the third and fifth floors, and uh, they report it like like good 
good citizens. And of course, then the health department tells them that they've got to re- redo their mask policy and so on. And that was in effect for a little over a week um, while the, the numbers went back down to normal and uh, they could be, they could, uh, they could go back to where not wearing masks again. So, but that, so yeah, that health departments have that right. They're afraid because of the anti-maskers and because of the violent protests, they they don't want to do what they should be doing in the case of this virus. In regard to Lionsgate, is filming continuing despite the fact that there are all these strikes? Um, yeah. See, because I'm also the this the safety consultant for SAG after I can pretty much tell you that most films are not shooting now because of the strike, but there are certain collective bargaining agreements and certain contracts that are not affected by the strike. And those those shoots are still going on around the country and in Europe. And so I'm still getting calls from things that are happening uh, very in various places. But most of the producers in in the film industry get this. And they know that they've got to do the precautions because they can't afford to have certain people on the set sick. If they're, if those people are sick, they're down and millions are lost. So they can't afford to have COVID running rampant on a set. So they are very careful and they're still doing testing on occasion and all of the rest of the precautions whenever they think they need to. How are clinical areas defined? Say again? How are clinical areas defined? Clinical areas? Yeah. I, 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 you sent me information about that. You say it's any location that where patients gather, wait, transport through, or receive care. Oh, yes. That's if in a healthcare organization. Yeah. Uh, if, if they, if they mandate it for there, they, they can say that, that masks will be worn in all of those places because Kaiser Permanente in California, Auburn Community Hospital in New York, United Health Services in New York, and upstate medical hospital, hospitals in Syracuse have all reinstituted masking because of the numbers of people that are are um, getting the disease. Because, you see, hospitals deal with high-risk people, people who can't afford to get that disease again. And and so they, they really do keep track, and they, they realize they need to reinstitute the precautions to keep those numbers down and to protect their patients. And the numbers are staggering. As of two days ago, haven't over 103... Million four hundred thirty-six thousand eight hundred thirty people been confirmed to have had COVID. Yeah, well, that's the that's the total number. Hmm, that's a lot of people. Million. Yeah, that's a lot of people. There's only three hundred thirty-one million people in this country, so that's a third of the people over this pandemic have hmm. gotten COVID by definition, and that's th- those are people that were diagnosed and recorded. There's a lot more than that. So you can figure at least a third of the people in the United States have had COVID. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, the Centers for Disease Control also says that one in five of those people have some long COVID problems. So we have a lot of people who are not just getting this disease and then moving on either. 
So this is a this is a serious problem. This is not the flu. We just need to get over that. This is not the flu. Now, COVID's been around a while. Do we know a, a lot more about it than we did before, or is it still a kind of mystery disease? Well, there's an awful lot of mystery left. We know a lot. And, and, and in fact, the, the research on COVID has really opened up research on a lot of other viruses and taught us a lot of things. But there's still a great deal about this one we don't know. But there are two types of long COVID. Uh, one where symptom, symptoms that will never resolve because COVID did lasting damage to the lungs, the heart, et cetera. And, uh, the symptoms that will just take months or years to resolve. Yeah. The, the, the first definition that the second definition that you have there of, of the ones that resolve is yeah. the CDC definition of what long COVID is. But yeah. there is really another type because some people who get COVID have permanent lung damage or permanent heart damage. Um, or kidney or other, it just depends on where that bug goes because this particular virus is, is able to infect and cause problems in many, many areas of the body. It's not just a respiratory uh, virus. We uh, will be taking listener calls. If you want to speak to Monona, our number here is 212-209-2877. That's the on-air number, 212-209-2877. Minota Russell is my guest on t- today's show. She's a regular on our show, and um, she fills us in on what's really happening in the news. Are, are you surprised by how um, shallow the news reports often are on television? Oh yes, I really, I really am. They, they should be doing things like covering the, the nurses' strikes. There are nurses' strikes all over the country. Uh, there's, they, they, national related nurses, to COVID or to other, others? oh yes, uh, related to the fact that there, that, that people are not willing to protect the nurses because you see the people who are getting COVID most often are medical personnel because they're having the most exposure. The, the National Nurses United petitioned the CDC, uh, and they got uh, uh, 11,000 signatures, including 11 unions, 45 organizations, um, um, representing more than 6 million people. Hmm. That, to me, is news. Uh, and they're asking the CDCs to reinstate some of these precautions and to take care of the nurses and make sure that they're getting the, the help that they need. Um, there, there's another one. I, I signed a petition along with 900 other experts, uh, to the CDC on, on the same issue. Uh, the, the CDC is just wimped out on this and, and, and the medical personnel know we need to go back to being more careful. Don't other animals also get COVID? Cats, dogs, ferrets, rabbits, guinea pigs, many pets, and even rodents and deer? Yeah, well, there's been a lot of studies uh, over the last three years on both white-tailed deer and mule deer, and they really, really get it, um, and they get it from people. We now know it goes both ways from the deer, um, and, and clearly, 
people have to be feeding the deer for them to 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 transmit that virus the way it is getting into the deer population but once it's in the deer population it mutates three times faster than it does in the human population so we're getting also a huge bunch of new variants in the deer population and we don't know anything about how these are going to behave when someone shoots a deer or gets close to a deer and gets it back um and it isn't just deer uh, as you pointed out uh, many animals can get it almost all of our pets can get it did they get um, it from us or did they get it from other animals yeah they can get it from us and, and so in, we, in you many kiss cases your cat we can get dog? it back from them you kiss your cat or dog and give it covid well, and the, the mink, for example, mink and fox that are, are, are raised for fur, thousands of those have, have, have been killed by the virus, and there's been some big studies of those. Rodents and bats are considered a, a reservoir um, in, in various zoos, anteaters, tigers, gorillas, baboons, a hippopotamus, mm. a leopard, a mandrill, a bunch of different monkeys – Otters, a pangolin. Now that's a very different species. Got it. Hyena, skunk, swan, opossums, manatees, raccoons, and and the 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 kind of thought that some of us have is, you know, we've turned the whole world into a Wuhan wet market. Oh my! Because we have all of these animals that are breeding their own particular mutants, and some of them can come back to us. And we don't know where the next issue is going to be coming from. A reminder that you can speak to Monona if you give us a call at 212-209-2877. Let's take a couple of calls, okay? Hi, BAI, you're on the air. Hi, Leonard. Hi, Monona. Hi. So I've, I've been wondering for a long time. Um, I've had two vaccinations for COVID and three booster shots. And at the last booster shot, I was told that I couldn't have any more after that. And I said, why is that? And the woman administering the shot seemed to not believe in the vaccines. And she said, if you've had one, you've had them all. Hmm. So do you have an answer? I have an answer. You got a very strange person. (laughs) I agree. Who administered it. The virus, uh, the the shot. My gosh, no! What we what we learned about the the vaccine is that it loses its um, uh, potency. You know, we we lose the ability to, to make those antibodies over time, and so your resistance drops, and that's why we get the repeated boosters. Plus, the new boosters are tr- they're 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 trying to incorporate incorporate some of the new. Uh, mutations that have occurred uh, in in the various um, variants that are um, uh, present in our environment. So they're trying to increase the uh, effectiveness of them each time. So I, I I wouldn't pay any attention to anything that she said and and just check and see what they. Uh, the recommendation is. I know that in September there's a new one. And um, my husband and I will be getting in line because uh, we need another booster for sure. Now, if you've uh, had COVID, up? do you still need the booster? 
you know, well, you, you, after about four months already, your 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 protection is has waned. So for elderly people, it, it looks like it's going to be every four or five months. Wow. Listener, you had something else you wanted to ask? Yeah, a prominent uh, politician is is saying that um, people who, who have the full course of vaccinations, like seven months after the last booster shot, might be at more risk of uh, infection and death. <laughs> and he 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 learned that from whom? From from the woman who did want to give him the shot. I don't know. You know, he's just saying that, and he's he's a respectable. You know, uh, you know just j- just if he's a politician, why are you listening? I mean, you, well, you're we, done. We have to pick if you one, want, if you want an expert opinion on on the, the the virus, at least go to someone who has you know some qualifications, and and still you know be incredulous until you ha- have got it backed up by a a, a few other opinions. Thank you so Mr. much, Mr. Gentleman. Uh, he says that's what he does. Do you, what do you mean want to he name does? this politician? Excuse me. You want to name the politician? Sure, it's Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's running on that. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Thank you so much for your call. Uh, we are taking listener calls at two one two two zero nine two eight seven seven. Let's take another call. Bai, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, great to hear what your guest has, has to say. Um, I should say, especially two, three weeks on from um, my sister giving birth um, in a hospital on Staten Island. I won't say which hospital it is, but I was kind of shocked. And even then, three weeks ago, um, my understanding is that cases were spiking. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, the, it's so many people did not have their masks on. This is workers, uh, visitors, it seemed. I wasn't, I wasn't there for very long, but um, it was kind of shocking to me. But um, I also wanted to say, I, I want to really thank you, Leonard, because, um, you know, I know that there's a policy that a producer can't criticize another producer, but it's a scandal what I hear from Gary Nolan specific uh, on a daily basis, what he gives a platform to without any sort of critique, of course, he seems to uh, buy into the sort of uh, COVID denialist, skeptic, whatever you want to call it. And I think it's really, uh, considering the kind of demographic that he's targeting, really a disservice, and, and um, especially in New York, um, you know, everybody being traumatized by the, the trucks, right? The, 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 the morgues had no more room. And um, so uh, I, I think that it's, it's not just a right wing, uh, you know, buying into disinformation, it also infects the so-called left. Um, and I think that we need to have, we need to be clear about what this is, what it's a reflection of. Of course, it's always a reflection of the contradictions of, of living under capitalism. Um, but just because you think that, you know, that you come off like a hippie and you have, uh, you know, new age, whatever progressive ideas doesn't mean that you uh, don't replicate, you know, Really genocidal talking points at the end of the day. Thanks, thanks for your time. And no comment. Thank you so much no, for your no call. No comment, but I, I wish you the very best with his coming uh, uh, birth of this, his, his child. Mm. And since I had heart surgery on August 15th, Ooh. and I went into that hospital 
um, and the people weren't wearing masks either. Um, it was it was quite quite disturbing. Um, I wore my N95 anyway, just to be sure, until I went into surgery. Um, it, it's it's it doesn't make sense, even even if the the risk is low. Somebody having heart surgery who goes home and then to a 96-year-old husband who can't get it again, what are they thinking? They they need to be very, very careful. They need to re-up their, their, their precautions. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, thank you, Leonard. I appreciate your program. I appreciated you when you were on the other station. Uh, I always enjoy the uh, book reviews, and you do a good job. Uh, you know, there are a number of points that um, should be uh, questioned. Number one, the wet market origin, that's been thoroughly disproven. So that's, that's, that's essentially misinformation to say that, um, you know, that the COVID originated from the wet market. That's when, you know, it, 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 all, all the science I'm seeing shows that it, it, it came from you know, a lab origin, uh, very likely accidental. Um, and, I, and I also, I, I follow the other programs on W uh, BAI, like Gary Knoll. He has real scientists like Dr. Malone, Peter McCulloch, who are highly credentialed uh, virologists and, uh, you know, re- real professionals. And they, they're, they're addressing their, their science is, is highly credible. So to dismiss them as leading to genocidal results, I think is, is, uh, is wrong and unfortunate to, to make the prior caller making a comment like Minona? that. Well, I didn't say that it, it, it came there. I said we are turning the world into a Wuhan. Because we have so many animals all across the, the, the world who are infected as well. And we also live with those animals as, as we do our pets. And we also eat some of those animals as they do in the Wuhan market. So I was just saying we have turned the world into a Wuhan market. I had made no comment on where the virus came from. So you jumped on the wrong bandwagon there. And is this still not 100% sure? No, it isn't. It's 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 there's there's arguments on both sides. Okay, well, thank you so much for your call. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Is this me? Yes, it's you. Okay, hi. Uh, yeah, I, the last caller said what I wanted to say, but then your guest said exactly the right thing: is that we all divisive on how to combat this issue, but. We need to find out where it came from. And you're right. You never said anything about that. But, you know, I can appreciate that uh, you're out here trying to combat the virus. But it seems like we're, as as a culture, as a, as a species, are counterproductive. And, and I think what you're saying is, 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 is a bright light. Thank you. Bless your heart. Well... Uh, I'm, I, I wonder why there's still a controversy considering the fact that so many people are being infected. Yeah, that's the, that, that, that we probably should just, you know, stick to the, to the real problem here of 
we have more and more cases now. We, we're, that's quite clear. Um, nurses are striking over it because they're bearing the brunt of it. Um, it's, it's really time to say what do we need to do to reduce the number of transmissions of this infection. And that again goes back to masking and to good ventilation and all of the other precautions that we use. And Manona is taking your calls at 212-209-2877. This is WBAI New York, 99.5 FM, and streaming live at WBAI.org. I got it from Agnes, she got it from Jim. We all agree it must have been Louise who gave it to him. Now she got it from Harry, who got it from Marie. And everybody knows that Marie... I need to take just a minute to remind you, all of our listeners, that a great way to support WBAI is to become a BAI buddy with a monthly gift to any amount that you like. It's convenient and means steady support for the station, and you can end it whenever you wish as well. So please, this is another phone number. This is not the on-air number. This is 212-209-2950, or you can go online to give to WBAI.org and become a BAI buddy. That's 212-209-2950, or online give to WBAI.org. And let's get back to Monona Russell, who is the president and founder of Arts, Crafts, and Theater Safety, the health and safety officer for local A29 of IATSE, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, and the author of Pick Your Poison, How Our Mad Dash to Chemical Utopia is Making Lab Rats of Us All. That's published from Wiley. And we are taking your calls on air at 212 212- Two zero nine two eight seven seven. That's 212-209-2877. Monona, this is it's also flu season. I know. So there's, should we be going trying to get more than one shot? Yeah, I'm already uh, letting my doctor know that when we get our booster, we're also going to want our. Um, um, a flu shot and our RSV shot and our pneumonia shot. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start to leak after a while with all these holes being punctured in us. But they they're all they're all tried and true and they all work. So well, there this, we go. This spring, the federal government approved the first RSV vaccines for people sixty years or older. Uh, yep. Tell me more about RSV. Well, it's just a really, really nasty respiratory virus. Um, and it's, it's transmitted somewhat the same way, uh, but not as infective as, uh, as the, as the COVID virus. And it's, it also, there, there's, there's an interesting microbiology that shows that the COVID and the RSV can actually work together. In the body, it was a paper that was produced about, oh, I think it was about 20, the end of 2021, showing the two of them actually forming a kind of module together, uh, with their, with their DNA and, and RNA. 
So, I mean, we did, there's so much we don't know because these, these things can interact. Um, and we've got so many potential viruses in the air. Hmm. Uh, one of the ways we know that there is a, uh, an increase in the infectivity now because so many places are not doing good recording of the, the cases. Uh, we're not seeing all of the information that used to be coming in. Uh, on, on a daily basis to the CDCs, but we have good surveillance of sewage. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that there you see everybody sheds their viruses. Um, and when we can see the RNA uh, upticking, we know that a lot of people are carrying the virus. So it, it, that's an amazing, uh, advance that we have developed during covid that we can actually monitor the the pandemic by looking at sewage i've also been seeing news reports about mosquito bites carrying the west nile virus and about uh more bird flu showing up so uh, is this a, a an atypical Fall, well, fall's coming soon. Is this an atypical summer, or are they always there? No, we just it, not as aware. Yeah, well, some of them, like the West Nile, we should have been watching that for several years now because that that is a, a problem. But what the the increase in temperatures the, the makes a much easier life for some of these these viruses. I mean, the fact so that it's been I, consistently hotter this summer. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, and, and, you know, we don't, there's, so, again, I'm talking on, on the basis of, of what many experts are saying, but there's just still so much we don't know, uh, about why we're seeing this incredible increase in activity in microorganisms. Okay, let's take another call. Again, our number 212-209-2877. BAI, you're on the air. I'm so thankful that Leonard has you on regularly. I get my science and know what to worry about. The New York Times a day or two ago had an op-ed about cats and um, bird flu. And what's your feeling? They said they might be ingesting it from food. What's your feeling about eating chickens or fowl and the other question should you get the flu and covid shot at the same time and i just want to plug the american council on science and health i posted it on the wnyc bring back leonard lopate site had a thing why do rna viruses like covid mutate so quickly and it says one oxygen atom and you have to be advanced Mm -hmm. in organic chemistry but maybe you could, because you're a scientist, maybe you can address that issue. There's a reason why it mutates so quickly, because of its structure. Yeah, that's that's microbiology more than chemistry. There is some chemistry involved in the, uh, the, the molecular uh, level at which this happens, but it's, it's, it's microbiology as well. It's a... Uh, it's a theory that's out there and it's, it, it's probably, it's probably correct. Um, what, what were the other questions you had? You, you went through so many. Hmm. I think he's gone. Oh, okay. 
Okay, well, anyway, again, the number 212-209-2877. Well, he, he, yeah, let, let's just not, let's not ignore the nice man. Um, so he asked if it was okay to get two of the shots together, yeah. and it usually is. So we can answer that one for him because I remember that. Yeah, and now they're available for free at some outlets like CVS? Yeah, I think they are. Hmm. And uh, they they get covered under your insurance anyway, or if you've got insurance. Okay, well, let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Hi, this is Jeff from Union County, New Jersey. And first, I'd like to just take a minute to thank you, Leonard, for your show. It's fantastic. I can't tell you how much I've learned since you've been on BAI. And, uh, well, thank you I, so I'm, much. Yeah, I'm retired. I'm 68, and I bike every day. And what I do is I time my bike ride for when your show is on. And every time you're preempted, I'm bummed out. But uh, anyway, the question I have, and I'm sorry, I tuned in late today. I might have missed it if you addressed it. But I'm curious why we're told all the time that places in Africa and India and the Caribbean where they're not, they don't have the access to medical care like we do, supposedly they've had less, uh, less positives and less deaths. And why would it be in areas where there's less access to medical care and clean food and water would they be, are they healthier than we are? Or, well, what's the cause of that? Or do they just, are they just susceptible to other diseases that we don't see very much here? Yeah, but and I'm curious some, about the COVID. I know. Yeah, and some of their record keeping is pretty scarce. Uh, you know, that's, that's another, another issue. Uh, I found that in, in, in looking at this whole picture, it was best to look at Western countries and compare Western country with Western country because you were likely to have better, uh, monitoring of the, of the data and, and, um, similar, um, lifestyles and so on because you don't really know. I mean, if, if, if the facts, if, if the, if the reported cases in India are true, they did extremely well. They they beat us all hollow in terms of um, keeping the virus down. And we don't, I just don't think we really know that for sure. Do people, more people wear masks? I know in China, people often wear masks. Well, yeah, in China kept it to zero <laughs> for a long time. Um, and until they, they decided that economically it was also better for them to kill off their old people <laughs> and, uh, and open up their markets. Um, but it, you know, it, it is really clear that if you, if you close down a city and put everybody in masks and keep them apart, the virus goes away. There's just no, no way it can transmit and it just leaves. So this is the way. They they did it and and um, they did this also successfully in uh, New Zealand, um, and and in certain provinces in Australia they managed to do really well. Uh, Japan did very well with their masking and their their care of 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 people. So I mean you you look at the policies, and then you look at the number of people that get COVID, and there is a correlation. Until you factor in countries like Bangladesh and India and um, countries where there's very high populations but very poor record keeping. Mm -hmm. And a lot of pop a lot of density as well. 
Right. Okay, well, let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Well, hi. Uh, this is Maria from uh, Altapan, New Jersey. Okay. And I just want to make a comment, or an observation, on something that Minona said regarding the virus that started with a B. Sorry, I don't have the whole <laughs> name of it. But uh, she said that one of the biggest problems was that it cannot be treated with antibiotics. And viruses do not, they're not, not treated with antibiotics. They don't respond to antibiotics. I'm really confused with that comment. You're talking about the BA2.86 variant? Yes. Okay. Madonna? Yeah, well, you, obviously you can't treat a virus with an antibiotic, but we do form antibodies in our own body when we get the disease or when we take the, the um, vaccine. That's what it is intended to do, is to create in us antibodies that will assist us in fighting that particular virus. That's different than an antibiotic that has done it for us. When you get an antibiotic, you are actually getting the antibodies all ready to go. You don't have to make them yourself. Correct. And I'm sorry, I misunderstood when you said antibodies, and I interpret as antibiotics. So take my comment back. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you for calling. BAI, you're on the air. Hi. um, This is Norbert calling from Rockland County. Leonard, uh, good to hear you again. And your fascinating guest, Nenona Russell. Uh, I have a brief question for her and maybe a comment later. Um, she, uh, are not the populations of New Zealand, which she seemed to praise, and China now in need of antibodies? They have not had the opportunity to develop antibodies. I wonder what uh, Nenona thinks of that. Uh, I, I, I don't I really understand the question. What they did was they, they stopped anyone from coming there that didn't test negative. And they yep. and if you tested positive, you were quarantined. And they, they really about? held to that. And that's how they kept their, their numbers to zero. They had a zero COVID policy for a long period of time. And is that population not now subject to COVID? Because they don't have the antibodies. That, that well, now they can use the vaccine to develop the antibodies. Oh, and they, they were anti-vaccine before, I guess. Um, yeah, no. This, at least the American this, vaccines. Um, okay, the second question is, Nona, are you ever concerned that the message that you're getting out here um, is not being as deeply received as it could be because certain politicians are loudly, strongly, and frequently stating the opposite? You don't <laughs> need... I mean, does you it know, bother you at all? Yeah, well, I can't care. Um, you, you just, you just tell what is true. You, it sooner, you know, I'm an old lady. I am so old. I don't how really old? care what anybody how, thinks how anymore. So I'm just going to say whatever I think is the truth, and then that's the end of it. Well, where they may. Oh, you're a, you're a role let model. the chips fall, right? You're a role model. Keep it up. Well, okay. We don't have Fauci to kick around anymore. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. By the way, our number here again, 212-209-2877. Hi. Good afternoon, Mr. Lopate. How are you? I'm okay. I don't have COVID right now. 
Well, to follow up, uh, I believe I, I wish I could consume all the media that I would like to, but your show is very good. I'm not a plant and nobody, I'm not a paid endorser, but you have a very good voice. I'm glad you're on BAI rather than the other station. Um, I would like to know whatever controversy got you off of that station, but that might be for another show. What's no, really I can tell you cool. very quickly, they okay. claimed, they claimed that I, that I inappropriately told an intern that the Nahuatl word for avocado is testicle. Now, if that's grounds for a firing, I think they were just looking for an excuse to get rid of an old guy who's making a decent living. And they brought in, they brought in somebody who does a much younger show, a lot of rock and roll, and uh, is unlikely to have a major politician, for example, or a, or a major scientist on the, her show. Right. Well, you can be uh, very old at 20 and die of cancer, so age really is a number. And don't consider yourself an old man. You have a very good, strong life force and a very intelligent mind. But uh, if you remember months ago, you had asked me, should I get the vaccine? And please, you guys believe in freedom of speech. I'd be happy to debate. Gary Knoll has done extensive research on this. I have done extensive research on this. Hydrochloroquine was banned. It was, this is a conspiracy. If you really want to know how bad the conspiracy goes, September 1st is when the Nazis invaded Poland. These are Nazi scientists and Nazi corporations. Pfizer was in the Nazi concentration camps. These are evil people, and I'm sorry that your guest is old, maybe not understanding what the truth is. She doesn't care, just like Vice President Pence doesn't care. You have to have five years of research on a vaccine. This was warp speed because it sounds like warp speed because it's science fiction. That's why they use warp speed as a way of saying, oh, we just happened to get this very fast. That's a lie. Fauci is a liar. There's so many lies that they got caught. We never did get into function. Obama. Okay. Monona, do you want to uh, respond? No, I, I, I recognize when someone isn't going to listen. <laughs> well, okay. But thank you for your call. And we, we heard what you said. And let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Is that me? Yes, it's you. Well, it's such a pleasure to listen to this wonderful conversation uh, after listening to the demented program that precedes you. Uh, okay, let's let's uh, let's stop uh, invoking Gary Null on the show and talk about the issues at hand, which is that we have a growing number of of uh, viruses suddenly all attacking us at once, and. Uh, and we're still unsure as to what to do. Well, I reiterate, it's a pleasure to listen to this um, this educated uh, person and you discuss what you are doing. It, it, it's time somebody uh, 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 tore down the dementia, the the idea that one could take an antibiotic to... Uh, combat a virus, you can't do that. The one thing has nothing to do with the other. And uh, at least you, I, I hear it on your program, and I thank you no, for it. No, you did not hear it on the program. I said people make antibodies 
I never said use an antibiotic. An antibiotic is giving you the antibodies already programmed and ready to go. That's not what you do in a virus. In the virus, in the case of this virus, you either get a vaccination or you get the disease and both of those scenarios will create antibodies in you that are specific for this virus. The problem is the virus mutates and other things happen and those, those antibodies don't, aren't effective for very, very long. I hate to criticize you, caller, but I think Monona made that point a while back in the show, so uh, we're repeating ourselves. The difference well, between the, antibiotics and antibodies. The, the previous program advocates the taking of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and uh, these uh, medicines have nothing to do with the virus and will not combat the virus. Well, okay. Thank you for your call. Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello. Menona, how you doing? I, 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 you believe, every, I believe everything you're saying. Now you're better. Okay. Yeah, I, I, believe, I believe everything you're saying because, um, you know, I believe when this, you know, virus came around, you know, it struck real hard and all of us with our families you know the government tried to you know bring something up you know to get the antibodies to fight it and we're still fighting it to this day and you know i feel like and it's true that it's, i see that it's true that it is expect, it's like everybody's different and for it to affect animals and how animals bodies are different from ours and advanced than ours to make this virus even stronger. And, you know, you letting us and keeping us being, you know, keeping us aware of this, you know, I thank you so much because, you know, I wasn't the only one thinking this. And me turning on the radio and hearing you say this is a godsend because at least, you know, some of us out there, you know, is, could hear it from somebody over the radio saying, at least I'm not the only one knowing that, you know, this virus is not, I feel like it's not going to get better. I just feel it's going to get worse. Now, Monona, you've offered to put links to the governmental fact sheets on your website. How can our listeners access that information? Well, the one of the best sources is to simply Google People's CDC, the People's CDC. And you can get um, regular information from these people, um, and they're they're experts that uh, were, you know, many of them were connected with CDC. Um, so we're we've got people that are following the CDC's information and pr- pr- providing more of their own and uh, doing a really good job of it. Monona Russell is the president and founder of Arts, Crafts, and Theater Safety, the health and safety officer for local A29 of IATSE, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, and the author of Pick Your Poison, How Our Mad Dash to Chemical Utopia is Making Lab Rats of Us All. It's published by Wiley. And Monona, thank you so much for being on our show again. It's always a pleasure to have you. It's always such fun. 
And that brings us to the end of the show. My great thanks to our executive producer, Keziah Glow, and to our audio engineer, Reggie Johnson, for all the invaluable work that they do throughout the week. If you'd like to check out more of our one-hour interviews on one subject, you can access our archives of over 800 shows at WBAI.org or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else that podcasts are available. If you'd like to reach me directly, my email address is leonardlopate at WBAI.org. Right now, I need to ask you to consider stepping up and supporting BAI as we struggle to stay afloat during these difficult times. We're asking all of our listeners who haven't taken that step already to make a tax-deductible contribution at whatever level they're comfortable with by going online to give to WBAI.org or by calling 212-209-2950 right now to keep the unique, in-depth content we bring you on the show coming to you weekdays from 1 to 2 p.m. And we hope that you'll consider becoming a sustaining member of the station, what we call a BAI buddy, $5, 10 15, $20, $25 a month, whatever you're comfortable with. And uh, that allows us to plan for the future. And we're offering uh, the WBAI tote bag to anyone who signs up to become a BAI buddy for $10 a month or more. Either way, I hope you'll call right now because BAI relies 100% on listed donations. We don't take ads or foundation grants, which allows us to be completely free speech radio. Um, so uh, please do your part by calling 212-209-2950 or go online to WBAI, to give to WBAI.org. And don't forget to make that tax-deductible contribution in the name of Leonard Lopez at large. From all of us at the station, thank you very much and have a great weekend.